Um, do you have any questions, concerns? Uh, how, how do I sound? You sound good. You sound very clear. Okay, good. Yeah. And uh, is there anything I need to plug or say? Um, yeah, just plug all your good shit um, at, the, at the beginning and the end. Well, mostly at the end. Yeah, just, for sure. Yeah, plug all your shit at the end. Okay. Um, the whole point is to get your whole life story and then then you know just go from there we're i don't know it's <laughs> i'm so lax whenever i'm just doing it with people i know oh <laughs> uh, no no worries yeah that's usually how it is yeah um all right so let's go ahead and get started i'll do my quick intro and i will call you mons is that okay, okay? yeah is that what you want your stage name alias to be sure but i mean if you want to introduce me as christian or call me mons and then say Christian, I don't know, whatever you want. But yeah, whatever I want. I'll, yeah. I'll be like Christian Manzana, aka Mons, or something yes. like that. <laughs> that works. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, welcome back to Zoncast and Drive. This is your speaker host, Veronica Tyler Christie, sometimes V, here with me today uh, during our whole shelter in place lockdown in the Bay Area <laughs> is Christian Manzana, aka Mons. Yo, yo. <laughs> what up i know right uh, yeah. so i've known this guy for almost 10 years <laughs> that is true uh, yeah like we both went to school together we were like the two out of four bass trombone players that started at san jose state and we've been kind of you know keeping in touch here and there ever since um how are you feeling i'm good just uh being in quarantine just freaking binge watching everything left and right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know, you you do uh you teach music and all that stuff. So how's that been going with trying to adapt or what's been going on on your side? Um like most of the people that we know, like all the freelancers, uh a lot of shit's been canceled, uh postponed or moved to a online type of thing. So I'd say a handful of my students decided to go the online route for private lessons, but there's also a good chunk of them that just don't want to do it. So I don't know if they're like, they think it's a hassle or whatever, but I don't know. It is what it is. We just got to make do with what we have. Yeah. Do you feel like it's like impacting you a lot? Um, yeah. I mean, not just the, not just the students, but even the, the gigs, the private gigs, like I had a, a couple of wedding gigs that, that gotten that have gotten canceled. And those are usually like really good paying gigs that help out. So that's definitely like a bummer. <laughs> but I mean on the plus side I get to work on original music and just kind of practice. Like we're back in school again, which is kind of a good thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I miss, I kind of miss those days where we kind of had just like unsolicited time to work on shit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And or just like, yeah. No, go ahead. Or no, it was just like being in the, in that music building and just hanging out. Like, like the, you had the times of just like practicing and then the times where you would just chill, be a jackass with a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, but we, it was all in good fun, you know? Yeah. 
Like it was always surrounded by like-minded people who just wanted to get better. We all wanted each other to get better. It was, yeah. it was a really good community. Yeah. So um, tell me, tell me how you got started with just in general doing music. I know you, I said that we're both bass trombone players, but you're yeah. actually, you're actually very versatile when it comes to music. So tell, tell us a, tell us a story. Tell us a life story. <laughs> a life story. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I think I, I first got into music when I was about like 16 or 17. Um, and it, that was a, that was a cool time. Um, it was just around the time I really got into hip hop. I really got into jazz. Um, I really like started getting into the, the high school band, but there's just one album that kind of stuck out to me. Um, it was Miles Davis's kind of blue. And I know for a lot of, for a lot of jazz people, that's it's kind of a cliche, but I don't know that album like really, really made me want to dig even deeper into the music. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of, a lot of people in our generation, myself included, um, we kind of dig backwards. I don't know if you understand what I mean, but I was around that time I was listening to like a, a bunch of underground hip hop and I would hear all these samples and I wouldn't know where, where exactly it came from, but mm-hmm. like I would just start going to Rasputin's or Amoeba and just just digging for the CDs or even the vinyl of like some of these, these samples that these hip hop producers uh, would do and use and I don't know, I just started, around that time, I just started getting into emceeing and rapping. And I just started making beats using <laughs> Fruity Loops at the time. And just uh, just downloading stuff on the internet uh, illegally, like most of us did, you know who you are. And <laughs> yeah, and then I, I would just write as much as I could. Uh, that was definitely a, a really good time, like just being 16, just being the skater boy that wanted to rap. Um, so that I that was pretty much like how it started. And um, I remember like after that time, uh, listening to Kind of, kind of Blue, um, I remember listening to, uh, to NERD. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I felt like that was another group that I could relate to just like a, a bunch of band nerds who, who do hip hop and skate. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's who's, that's who I am. Like they hella speak to me. And I just remember hearing stuff that like Pharrell would play on the piano or like Chad would play. And I'd just be like, so amazed that like, there's like people like me that figured out a way to get into the industry and, and plug in this influence of like jazz and other music into a, into a pop setting. And yeah, it's after listening to the album, I I went on the Jamie Abersold website and I ordered uh, one of those pamphlets that had all the chord nomenclature and I just geeked out and like figured out all my major seven chords. And I, I'd say that was what really got me in. And yeah, that was, that's how I started getting into music pretty much. That's like the early beginnings. Mm. 
Yeah, I re- I remember when I met you for the first time. Like you were the first person to actually introduce me to a lot of the artists that I like today, like the internet and oh, wow. <laughs> uh, odd odd future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like understanding nice. Tyler, yeah, understanding Tyler the creator, and I I was like, who are these guys? But yeah, yeah. To me, it was always like, oh my gosh, all these East Bay boys just know what's going on <laughs> because it was like you and Hubert who just came in and you guys just really opened up my eyes to how, how, I, how I currently view hip hop. Like I, I had a different understanding with like, yeah, sure. I knew a tribe called quest, which also used a lot of jazz samples. And I also listened to diggable planets that used a lot of like jazz influence, like kind of like etherealness to, to their music. But you you guys really showed me like a different like wave and so that really kind of that kind of like expanded my appreciation for it so um but yeah no like I when I heard you make like show me some of your like your beats catalog I'm like whoa what mom says hip-hop he's not just a tromboner you know it it really helped me open my eyes that I can just do more than play trombone yeah um but that's dope like yeah I'm our times at San Jose State, like, yeah, you'd still do the, like, you'd still make beats and hang out with everybody. And so, um, how did you manage to kind of juggle all, like, how did you get into actually playing trombone? Like, how did you pick that up? Um, I would say, so after, like, really being heavy into hip-hop and just doing the whole marching band thing that I really enjoyed in high school, um, I was pretty much about to graduate and I, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, all I knew was like, I really enjoyed making music. And um, I thought to myself, why, why do anything else? When, <clears throat> when you're doing something that you love, so you might as well just like, just dive in. Like I've already, I already put in like, 10 plus years into like learning this why not just keep going Mm -hmm. and I remember I think it was like one of the last months of uh of summer uh when I got out of high school uh, I got a call from um my community college band director um and we just talked on the phone for a couple hours and he did the whole like spiel about like being a music performance major, um, being able to play with a bunch of great artists, this and that. And I decided then and there to just go in. And to this day, I'm, I'm there at that same college, um, this time as a teacher. And I don't know, I just thought it was a funny, like funny full circle moment that I ended up working at the college that I started my, my whole trombone journey at. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's dope. Like, I'm glad you like kept with that commitment. And how would you say like just getting more into jazz and understanding like, you know, changes and memorizing standards, like what, what was your experience with that? Um, I'd say it was somewhat of a (laughs) struggle um i feel like for some people like they they remember harmony more than they do like the melody and i would say that i'm in that that kind of category um i just had a 
hard time like remembering all the melodies, but I could kind of figure out the changes for the most part. Um, I just feel like standards are, they're like this, uh, this required workout you have to do as a jazz musician and that you have to have under your belt pretty much. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I guess I'm okay at it. I mean, I feel like I could be better, but <laughs> that's, I feel like that's what every jazz musician would say if they were asked that question. Yeah, everyone says that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so incredible. Even like the best people I know say that. It's yeah. It's humbling a bit. Oh yeah, for sure. Like this music is not easy at all. Um Yeah, I mean for the most part music isn't isn't easy. But you just you just kind of work with it. You just keep coming back and you get beat up and then you just come back for more. Till you till you enjoy the pain, and then you turn it into pretty stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, kind of ongoing with like just like your career in music and you know your development. What do you feel was kind of the most challenging for you? Like, did you have any like pushback from like any friends or anybody in your community thinking that like, oh, dude, you can do something else or what? Because, like, what I got when I was going to school a lot was I had family members who seemed a little disappointed that I was pursuing music, but they didn't want to say much. Hmm. Um, so did you have any, like, any low support or have to overcome any, like, awkward support from anybody that was, like, important to you? Um, I would say it was uh, more or less a little, little awkward support, but it was support nonetheless. Um, I mean, like, a lot of a lot of Filipino parents like they always tell their kids to be a nurse or whatever or like get into some sort of medical field and I mean that was that's pretty much what I got from my from my parents but I mean they let me do music anyways and like they let me stick with it and they didn't really complain much about it mm-hmm. um but I guess I would say like the one of the main struggles though was um, I had to pay or like work for most of it mm-hmm. and yeah like with the work like having to work at a restaurant for a long time and having to balance teaching and like grades and like just sometimes the insane amount of work that our teachers would give us in a short amount of time like that was probably the most difficult part or like just those times of having to stay up like super late, sometimes even like 20, 20 hours and like have like a little nap and then go to school. <laughs> that was definitely like the challenging part. Yo, those trombone choir mornings. Yeah, those were those were tough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was always the funniest thing was like <laughs> at some point our our trombone teacher just gave up on you and Hubert showing up on time. <laughs> I mean, I would try. Yeah, no. Uh, was, but I was, was a little more fine. successful than Hubert. <laughs> yeah. It was just funny, like, the liability that we all had for each other. It was like, yeah. it went down in a whole line. It's like, okay, yeah. if you were there and Hubert wasn't, everyone looked at you. If Hubert was there and you weren't, everyone looked at Hubert. Yeah. If you both weren't there, like, Tom was like, where are they? I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, ha- I had my rare mornings too. Yeah. 
but I was a little bit more irresponsible. There was a couple times where I'd show up hungover and I'm like, my bad, it's Thursday night. There was a concert. Exactly. We all all went to flames. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he's, he's the one that decided to put it at an ungodly hour on a Friday. I know. And everyone gets to chill. And then after that, we would have to go to Brass Ensemble. So yeah. it was just a fun day. <laughs> yeah, Fridays just became like a regular day. It was like, yeah. it was like, it was trombone choir at eight, then brass ensemble at like 1030. Yeah. And then there was like some sort of like afternoon ensemble or combo yeah. at like 12. Yeah, that sucked. <laughs> So everyone thought like, oh, Fridays are an easy day. Fridays were not an easy day. Nope. We were still working. Yep. <laughs> it was like the brass heavy day. Yeah. But I, I mean, looking back on it, I, it, it really was all a blur. Yeah. And as much as I hate to say it, I do kind of miss it. Like, I don't know. It's like some people just love complaining about something <laughs> that yeah. brings them all together. and that's what Friday was for all the trombonists. So, Yeah, no, there's a lot of times back in our undergrad, like I really do miss, um, yeah. you know, just personally speaking on my end, like I loved it up until like literally last year I was attending school. But mm-hmm. uh, other than that, like the camaraderie of like staying at the building super late and yeah. taking all the same classes together and having just like this across the board solidarity amongst each other. Yeah. It was it was good. And we, we all like unconditionally formed friendships. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So like, I can still think about like, you know, people like Antoine (laughs) and Anti and say like, oh, these guys were really good. Like part of my undergrad. And I can think about like, you know, some of the vocalists I met, like Janie Dusenberry Mm -hmm. and, um, Sorry for those who are listening. Like, I know I'm name dropping a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah, I was just like... They're like, who the fuck are those people? Oh my God, Veronica, talk about stuff we know. Talk about anime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but still, like, it was just, it was just really, really nice. Like, and we have a lot of stories to tell. Like, you know, for example, Eric Woodcock's trombone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he hit me up about it. And... Finally? I, yeah, I brought it. <laughs> So I guess he lives somewhere near Fairfield. Um, I I so happened to be on a gig uh, one day, and he was like, I'm, "I'll meet you there," and he never showed up. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so I still have it, um, Eric Woodcock. If you're listening to this, I still have your trombone. If you want it back, just let me know. But yeah, yeah. holler at me. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going here like, oh yes, I got a free trombone. You're like, dude, just pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, so for those who don't understand the context, so this really fantastic guy, his name is uh, Eric. Uh he had a trombone and then one day he just ghosted us. And we we're like what happened to him? Like I remember walking by his house on the way to school and like he would be out there like smoking a cigarette and yeah. <laughs> this is I had a weird phase where I smoked cigarettes for like a second so like I would smoke with him and we would just chat and shoot the shit. <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then, um, like, you know, one day he just wasn't there anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's so weird. And we we're like, where did he go? But he left behind his trombone. And I think he left it. Did he leave it in my locker? Is that what happened? It was in a locker. And okay. I don't know if it was you that told me about it, but I, I just needed a, I needed a, a certain, 
like large board tenor at the time for some sort of Easter gig. So I just kind of grabbed it and uh, wasn't sure if he was going to say anything because no one had heard of, I had heard from him for the longest time. So I just kind of borrowed it and took care of it. Yeah. Yeah. Even uh, fixed up the tuning slide. There was, there was like some, there were like some holes in that trombone. Oh yeah. Like in the, where you hold the brace. Yeah. Like the slide brace. Yeah. Like corroded. (laughs) And I don't know if he was like chugging soda or something, but the, the slide was all like green looking and shit. Ew. Yeah, but I, I cleaned it. Yeah. It's, it's not bad. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like he just left it behind. And so Christian's like, okay, I'll take it, you know, for your Easter gig. And then since then, he's been very sparse on like communicating when to get that back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I said to myself, like, I'll hold on to it till he like hits me up for it. Because I, I think I sent him a message on Facebook and he just never responded. So I, I'm like, sh- all right. Yeah, I'm sure he knows it's in good hands. Like, it's not like yeah. someone who's going to, like, mistreat it or whatever. Maybe yeah. he just doesn't give a fuck. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, if yeah, if, Eric, if you don't want it anymore, I mean, I'll... It's it's not like I'm, I'm using it as a paperweight or something. <laughs> or like a skateboard. Or <laughs> just kind of put it at the front of a skateboard and start, like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's I was just like, <laughs> yeah, 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 I was just like, uh, play catch with it. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know what you could do? Like, you know how everyone's been doing like the flamethrowers? <laughs> yeah, I should do that. I won't do that, Eric. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, stories like that from our undergrad just like crack me up where we just see things happen and like, even with like being in the moment, it's, it's an unforgettable moment that we could always like reminisce on and like crack up about it and move mm-hmm. on, but always bring it up when we're like, Oh yeah, that, that happened too. Can I, can I tell you about the, the first time I met you? Oh no. <laughs> Did I well, do okay. weird? No, 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 no. It, Okay. It, the first okay. time I met you was also the same first time I met Nathan. Oh yeah. 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 Go on. Yeah. Say, okay. So, <laughs> so there, there's like, there's a couple entrances to the, to the music building. Uh, one of them was in the back. Um, and when you go through there, there would be these couches where people would just chill in between classes. So I walk in and I see Veronica sitting. And then by one of the doors, I see this dude who I don't know yet um, wearing booty shorts. And these uh these golden Adidas with wings, <laughs> and then uh for some reason he he drops, he he drops it like it is hot, <laughs> and then I'm just, and I'm just like oh okay, <laughs> yeah, so then I don't know I just, I, I just end up talking to you, and then we talk about community college and whatnot, and then yeah from then on we were just cool, I'd say. Okay, good. Cause- yeah. I, it wasn't weird. It was it was chill. No, I mean the, there was the booty dropping on the side with the <laughs> booty shorts, but that's about it. <laughs> Nathan, yes, Nathan definitely um, contributed to how we first met. <laughs> yes. 
Um, no, sometimes someone will bring up like how they met me in the music building and it's really about the context of what year it was. <laughs> oh, I know what year it was. Um, yeah, our, our meeting was like 2011. Yes, 2011. <laughs> um, but one time another trombone player, um, his name is Joe Pacheco. He says, Veronica, do you remember how we met? And I go, and I think I met him like 2014 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, sounds about right. And I go, no. And he goes, I was signing up for auditions and you're holding someone's baby. And I, looked <laughs> at, <laughs> and I looked at you and while you were holding the baby, you looked at me dead in the eyes without even saying hello or introducing yourself. And you said, don't worry, this baby isn't mine. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. And I ran off. And he goes, what the fuck? What, what school <laughs> am I at? Why yeah. does this crazy, like, weird lady have this rogue baby? <laughs> it was a rogue baby. I think I was babysitting, um, not the Adducey baby. I think I was babysitting, um, I think it was, uh, oh, I know whose baby it was. It was Naomi's baby. Oh, okay. I yeah. Because she needed me to watch him for a couple periods during her class when I was off. But yeah, sometimes I'll get like weird stories like that where someone's like, oh, I met you like this or I met you yelling in the middle of the night at the music building because you were fucked up. I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that, oh, wow. <laughs> that sounds about right, too. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. Um, yeah. So music building things. I'm glad we met in college. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> that one time in college. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So since then, you've been actually pretty busy. Um, mm -hmm. I've, the only time I've ever been really to, I've been able to catch you was if, if I catch you at like a jam session or if you're playing with like super soul bros. Yep. So <laughs> tell me, tell me some, uh, how did you even get into that group? Um, super soul bros happened because of a, a friend of ours, Brian Shu. Um, it was for Fanime like 2013, I think. Sounds like um, yeah, they needed a or he thought the the horn section would sound like more full with a trombone. So he hit me up and I, I just sat in on, on a gig with them at at Cafe Stritch. And at the time the horn section was Lionel Briones and Bernard Sapatola. Uh um, yes. That was around the yeah, that was actually I think that was like the first time I met Lionel and Bernard. And I was just like really blown away by by the band. It was just like this like blanket of funk and like jazz chops. And I mean, kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, like memorizing stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I remember going to Brian's house and just like running all the tunes and like frantically trying to transcribe them and like getting to the gig and like nobody was reading anything. And it just sounded, it was just super organic and super fun. It was just like this big wave of funk and video game music, which at the time, like, I never thought about it. But, like, look where we are now. I've been playing with them ever since. Yeah. So, you're, yeah. Like a, you're like a staple. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. 
No, every time, if I don't see you on stage, I get, I get a little grumpy and then I bitch at Alex Popoff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that poor boy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, you know me, I'm just joking, but it's yeah. like, sometimes I see him like sink into himself like, oh no, Popoff, I'm just joking. I'm, it's all jokes. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, like, um, I've been, you know, ever since I heard about Super Soul Brothers, like I, I was like oh my God, this band exists. Cause I saw them the first time when they were playing in San Pedro square. Mm-hmm. And this was just like one of those things where it was like, you know, Robbie's daughter was like three years old, like little. Yeah. And they played there and their horn section then was like Madison Bohr, Bernard Capitola. Oh, yeah. um, I don't think Lionel was there, but like their whole setup was different in, in like Brian Shu was there, of course. Yeah. Um, fun story with that first show like I was there and then I watched like three-year-old Robbie's daughter like walk over to their main power strip and almost step on it and I had to pick her up (laughs) I I don't know how I end up with babies but like I picked her up and she wasn't tripping but I was like whose baby is this (laughs) and then like you know Robbie's like wife boothing like she's like oh that's me and I'm like I'm so sorry she was about to trip over wires like I I I just had to help (laughs) but Anywho, since then, like when I saw that you joined up with their lines with their line of of horns, I was like, mm-hmm. yes, this is so well deserved. I'm so excited. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and and since then, you've been able to travel kind of to just different parts of like the U.S., right? Like, so oh, you've yeah. been able to go to PAX and mm-hmm. tell me about your that con life. Um, it's it's pretty cool. Like all these big major events, um, they let us in for free. <laughs> as a as an artist um i think the the biggest one that i was like super proud of being a part of was e3 like the first yes. year yeah yeah i just i just remember growing up and always wanting to go or just seeing like just seeing stuff on the internet or like back in the day when like uh game informer and all those magazines were super big i just remember seeing things about like final fantasy and just just wanting to be there and like test it out just be in the booths and whatnot Mm -hmm. but to actually be there that was that was a super cool thing to be there and just be there as an artist that was really cool Uh, like like a special artist like someone who actually gets to perform in front of a a bunch of other gamers and exactly fans and appreciators Mm -hmm. like it it's awesome because you think like oh how did me just playing like video games or just playing trombone get me to a stage where it's e3 which is like one of the biggest like gaming communities ever yeah for sure yeah it's it's wild (laughs) just like i mean i guess that's a that's a recurring thing it's just being persistent and sticking with the things that you that you really dig and are passionate about and i mean video games it's a part of a lot of us like we all grew up playing it and like really, really getting into it. And I mean, I love video games in that way. And I love music in that way. So Super Soul just kind of marries the two. And it's just, it's just really dope that we got to travel around the country just playing, meeting a bunch of people from, from all over the country and even all over the world that, that are into what we do, yeah, what we play, so yeah. No, it's dope. It's super, super dope. Um, and 
do you guys have anything coming up very soon or um we are so we're gonna be working on our next album um uh not too sure about the release date just yet but we're putting stuff together um yeah we're kind of in the it's in development um uh what else uh we are also working on uh we're working on a a soundtrack for something i don't know if i'm allowed to say what it is yet but we are working on a soundtrack for something and it's gonna be really cool when it comes out um and I'll be the first to let you know when it does. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I'm allowed to say much more than that. No, it's okay. You don't need me with the spoilers. Yeah. I'll get, I'll get too excited and then I'll start bothering people. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, yeah. where is it? When is it? And then I'll like text Robbie who doesn't text back. But I'll be like, Robbie, yeah. where is it? And he'll be like, what the fuck? Like, okay. Yeah. Can you go on my Taco Bravo truck? When you... oh, yeah, the, the Bravo bus. Yeah, the Bravo bus. Jeez yeah. Louise. <laughs> uh so yeah that no that's awesome and so what other groups have you i mean i kind of know the answer to this question but yeah <laughs> what other groups since like you know your your kind of debut and consistency with uh super soul bros what other groups have you found yourself tumbling into um well i've been playing with this uh this really great rapper super dope artist her name's ruby abara and we've i think we've we've been working together for about a year and a half now almost two years and it's been a it's been a pretty crazy journey like i met her around the time that her her debut album came out and she already had this like really big buzz going on with a bunch of hip-hop people and around that time i i just i was in this like really this really good place creatively. And I just really wanted to to create and work with people and pretty much offer up uh, my skills as a trombonist and keyboard player um, and just as an arranger. And um, one, of, one of the bosses at the music school that I teach at, uh, she told us that there was this uh, music conference and that Ruby was gonna be there so i hopped in my car and i just went to that conference i saw her perform and i mean i I had already listened to the album a couple times but it was just pretty pretty mind-blowing seeing someone um filipino filipina just like really take command of that stage and she she's fucking raw like whatever she does it's like 300 percent, and like you can see it in the way she way she raps like the way she like pretty much the way she throws down like you feel that energy and mm-hmm. i remember like after that show like i wanted to talk to her <laughs> but i was just so nervous and i was about to go up to her and then some other dude like went up to her and was like trying to pitch something about t-shirts or whatever so then i was like fuck <laughs> so <laughs> so i i almost bitch out so i'm like i'm like walking to my car and then I turn around and I'm like, fuck it. Like, you might as well just try it. And I just walked back to the, to that music conference. She was still there. Uh, she was talking to this one singer from San Jose. 
named Tracy Cruz. Hey, Tracy, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh, yeah, her. Tracy's dope. Yeah, and I, I just kind of, I kind of cut in. I was like, hey, Tracy, have you heard her album, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, no, nah, not yet, but she's dope. So I, I just, I just kind of cut in. I talked to her a little bit, um, took a selfie, and then, like, exchanged the Instagrams. And then I just, I just told her, like, I, like we knew mutual people uh, in the community, in, like, the hip-hop community. And just in like the Filipino community, and we were just in contact for like I'd say like a month or so, just pitching ideas. And I remember like sometime in January 2018, 2017, I think mm-hmm. one of those. <laughs> like she she asked me if I wanted to play for her, oh. and I was and I was just like super hyped. Um, she like. She was coming back from the Philippines, and I think she opened up for Hades Coyote or something. I was oh, just like, "Damn, what? that was so sick!" Yeah, <laughs> so boss. And yeah, I was like, we were trying to set up a rehearsal, and it didn't happen. And then she wanted to see if we could just do it like on stage with no rehearsal. And I was like, "All right, whatever, I could do it. I'll learn your song." Uh, I was ready, and then like super last minute, she's like, "I don't think we should do it because I'm kind of worried, and we didn't really get to practice." So then I went to that show for free because I was still on the guest list and I was just, I was just super bummed about it. But I think later, like a couple months after that, she hit me up again and she was like, I'm thinking about putting together a band. Like, do you know anybody? Like I already have a couple people in mind. And I just, I was like, yeah, I'm down. And um, from then on, like, the the whole the whole purpose of that group at the time was just to perform her album at uh at, at the one year anniversary from when it came out, and that was gonna be it. But that summer of uh, I think like 2018, like we just put in a bunch of rehearsals. We did a lot of planning. Um, I was arranging a ton of her her music from that album, and like we just put together a band. Uh, we. We even got to play at Yoshi's for some reason. <laughs> that was oh, that for was super some cool. Some reason. Some well, I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I yeah, I. No, then we, op- we opened for no, no, that's all good. <laughs> like, um, we opened up for our homie uh, Jonah Melvon, uh, and yeah, I mean, like, that's pretty crazy. Like, one of our first gigs was at Yoshi's, and it wasn't like a. It wasn't like a school kind of thing, like what I've done before. It was something that like I was asked to do and put together. So that was super cool. And I don't know, just the, the chemistry of the group became super tight. And we did the we did the anniversary show. It went really well. And I don't know, we all kind of talked talked about it and we're like, this is a really good group. Like it has really good chemistry. And from then on, like, we just kept going. Like, we got to play in L.A. a bunch of times. Uh, we got to do a, sh- a tour in the Philippines. That was super cool. Um, like, I got to be backstage with Robert Glasper, like, one of my heroes. And, like, <laughs> I, was, I, was, like a, I was a little bitch when I first saw him. Like, I didn't really – I was, like, too scared to talk to him. But I still did it anyways. <laughs> like, I don't know, just being in that group um, – is really inspiring just working with her and getting to know her a little more as an artist like super giving and super talented like i'm i'm like i'm super 
happy to be a part of this group. Super humbled. Um, the band's called the Balik Bayans. I didn't even say the name of the band, but yeah, it's called the Balik Bayans. And yeah, that's that's been my main thing for the past couple of years, just playing in that group. Yeah, yeah dude, congratulations! Like, it's, oh, it's, thank you. It's awesome that how your journey just kind of like manifests based off of like you know just getting some courage and just talking to someone. Because yeah. I I know you like you this is what you do man like I see you like get in like vicinity of people and you're like eh I want to and you get like a little hesitation and then like you're like "Mm, later and I'm like where are you going (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) you're like the shyest but also like when anybody's lucky to meet you anybody is lucky to meet you because you have so much to give Thank um, you. <laughs> yeah, no, but for real, like it just cracks me up when I hear like the situations that you find yourself in. You're like, I was shy, but then it worked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you got you you have really good luck. <laughs> it's just it just bees like that sometimes. Oh, do you mind actually telling everybody your story when you interacted with Sid from the internet? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um I think it was the it was a San Jose Jazz Festival. Yeah. Yeah, it was San Jose Jazz Festival 2015, I think. I think, or yeah, 2015, around the time uh, Ego Death came out. And like, I had watched her play with the internet. They played in the the San Jose Boombox thing, Chuck Mobile. Oh, okay. Um, And yeah, I, I was already a big fan and I was super, like, super hyped to see them. Uh, I got to take a picture with Sid. And I was wearing an odd feature shirt. Oh, dude, she said she said something to me. <laughs> she said, "Dope shirt." And then there was like a, she had this like super sad smile. And like I didn't like know it at the time, but I guess that was around the time that odd feature like started falling apart. Oh, well, that's right, because Sid was part of odd feature. Yeah. And yeah. I was just kind of sad about, or I mean, I wasn't sad about that. I didn't know, but I was like, oh, okay. But I mean, after, You're after like, the... do I take off my shirt? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. It's all good. But yeah, yeah. So after, after that, like, festival's over, like, everyone goes away. Um, I get hungry. So I decided to go to La Vix. I mean, like, late night food for San Jose people. That's like one of the staples. Uh, I see Sid like sitting by the stairs and she's like trying to holler at this like Asian chick and I'm like whoa okay <laughs> like that's kind of crazy like seeing someone like someone that I look up to just like chilling and she's like all trying to holler at her and I just walk by like whoa and I thought that was <laughs> I thought that was hella funny um I don't know if you like if you remember the Chappelle show but mm-hmm. what's his name again the one dude that goes like, I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was in front of La Vix, like, <laughs> uh, not that day, but, like, another day. And I remember being like, what the fuck what are you doing here? So I guess they, I guess anybody that goes to San Jose, that's, like, a, that's the place to be after your gig. So mm-hmm. you never know who you're going to find at La Vix. Yeah, like, La Vix is, like, famous. Yeah. Like they, I don't know where they were featured, but they were featured and like, that's where everybody wants to go. That, and it used to be Iguanas for a while, but like Iguanas is like flair is kind of dimming. So, yeah. Um, 
but no, that it was just cracking me up when you told me that story because like you and Sid were checking out the same girl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> and like I said, whenever you check out women, you're super shy about it. <laughs> yeah. You're like the shyest motherfucker. Now that I think about it. <laughs> yeah, I love Can it. Be. I love it. It's so adorable. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, once we're cool, we're cool, and that, that shit goes away for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, no, that's dope, dude. Like, I'm glad. Now, tell me about your single that you just released, because I noticed that you've been spitting out some more public music. I, I oh, say yeah. anything beyond SoundCloud is a little bit more public. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I feel it. Um. So I, I just put out this single uh, recently called Get Right um yeah like this past couple i'd say past five eight years i've pretty much just been a a sideman in terms of being uh in music so i'm just the guy that plays trombone um i'm the guy that just plays keyboard i'm i'm the guy that that arranges music but i've never been um or i'm rarely like the the person that's in front or like the main thing so <clears throat> This year, I just decided to start like making more content and just just showing people that like that I do this stuff too. Like I I've been rapping for like ten plus years. Like I've been making beats for ten plus years. Like this is this is my voice pretty mm-hmm. much, and this is what I've decided to do. And that's pretty much what that that single is about. It's just like <laughs> not being shy about it. And yeah. not not hoarding all your content and just just putting it out shout out bennett but yeah just putting it out there <laughs> yeah because like i feel like a lot of people like they'll they'll make their they'll make their things and they'll just be super shy about it and or think it's not good enough but like in reality you just gotta you just gotta put it out there yeah and then let the world take it and however they do and then just keep putting out more. Yeah. So that's okay. that's my whole thing about that single. Well, good. I'm glad that you're starting to blossom, yeah. you little spud. Oh, uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I said spud, not bud. Oh my god, you're not a potato. I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, like yeah, because I know like you showed me some stuff before, I, and then I know that you had a couple things on SoundCloud, so. Yeah. I'm like, I wonder when, like, you'll actually start working on, like, a thing for yourself. Because, like, yeah, you're super talented. I'm actually in the process of writing your chart for oh, sick. a future for a future project. So yeah. once I have, like, a valid recording of it, I'm going to share it with you. But that's going to be, like, a couple more months down the line. So that's I will, all good. Yeah, I will keep you in touch with that. Um, but, yeah, like, I've always wanted to use you. Like, every time, like, anybody's like, oh, I need a rapper. I'm like, dude. Christian, I mean, Mons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Go ahead, Mons. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to do more, man. Like, yeah. Work with more people and just, just keep doing this art thing for as long as I can. Yeah, yeah no, dude. Yeah, keep going and don't stop. Um, so how can people find you? Um, you can... You can find me on the Instagrams at Mons. Let me spell it out for you. It's it's M O N followed by five Z's. 
So Z's. One, two, three, four, five. At Mons on Instagram. Um, you can also to... find them at Mons97 on Tumblr.com. No, I'm just joking. Don't go to Tumblr. Oh, Jesus. Throwback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you can find me at Mons97 on Twitter as well. So there's that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you, let's find you on Instagram, M-O-N-5-Zs. Yes. So Mons. Yeah. No spaces. Just straight up Mons. And then on Twitter, Mons97. So M-O-N-Z-97. Don't get that twisted with 1997, because I don't think he was born then. No. (laughs) I'm an old fart. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, um, is there anything else you would like to let everybody know before we kind of sign out? Yeah. um, Yeah, I'm going to be pumping out more music. I'm gonna plan. I'm planning on dropping an EP sometime in May, so stay tuned. Uh, links to all my other music can be found on Instagram, so just check it out in the bio. And yeah, that's pretty much it. All right. Well, thank you for again for joining me, uh, Christian. I uh, again, guys, he goes by Mons, but if you really need to look up his government name, is Christian Manzana. <laughs> <laughs> and this is your host person, sometimes V. And we will catch you guys next time. Stay healthy. Woo. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> All right. That was it. Yay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So I'll let you know when I publish this out. Um, I've been kind of going back to back with interviews since this whole shutdown thing. So no, you're trying to get that backlog. I feel it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but don't worry. I'll, I'll keep it relevant. So it's not like, oh, three months down the line. Here is the Manzana. It's all good. Yeah. But no, thank you again for doing this with me. I appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. I've been trying to get I've been trying to get you. I just was trying to get you in person and I'm like, ah oh, fuck it. I'm just gonna get everybody online. I don't give a fuck yeah, anymore. Yeah, it's all good. All right, dude. Um I will keep in touch for sure. Like I, Gabby has asked me to finish your chart, so it's almost done. For sure. Um I just have to like have everybody like listen to it and get into like a good feel of it before I show it to you. Because like, if I give you like blueprints, you're going to be like, Oh yes. Midi finale. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. That's all um, good. But it's almost done. Um, yeah. yeah. When, yeah. Are you playing at, do you know if super soul bros is going to try to do mag West again? Most likely. Yeah. Okay. Um, dude, I'm kind of, I hope like the whole Corona thing wasn't around um, Magfest. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, because like you know, or I don't know if you've ever been, but they always have this thing where they talk about the. I think they call it the Mag flu or something. Like people always get sick there. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, I was. I was just thinking about that. Like, I wonder if that's if there's anybody that attended Magfest and caught the thing. Because that's a shit ton of people all together every day in one hotel with all the same air, like, circulating throughout the building. Yeah, you know, that's actually one of my reasons why I don't like going to Fanime anymore, because it's way too impacted with people. Yeah. And, like, you know, with gamers and people who are known to not be hygienic. Yep. It It's nasty, and, like, I don't nah, want to... I feel I, it. I don't, it's like, it's already hard enough for me to walk into a gym at its prime hour because you can feel the, like, condensation off of everybody's bodies. So I can't, I can't imagine that it's the same thing yeah. with, that, with that convention. Dude, like, I, I caught a cold out there. 
and fucking like Robbie like decided to bring everyone into the room. Oh no! I was like, what the fuck, dude? Uh, but like, what you mean? What the fuck? We about to fuck? <laughs> what the <a> fuck? <laughs> we the fuck? But yeah, hopefully, like this thing, the whole fucking shelter in place thing. Like, hopefully, it's cool after the the next couple of weeks, so we can actually like kick it with people <laughs> and rehearse yeah. with people. Yeah, I haven't. Uh, I, Seven Street is like canceled this week. Yeah, I'm sure, it's going to be canceled the week after that too if this thing doesn't cool it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just more, I'm more worried about, like, everybody who's, like, full-time musicianing, though, like, you yeah. and, like, Alex and Brian. Well, actually, Brian has a job, like, he... Yeah, he's good. Yeah, Alex he, has a job, too. Uh, oh, does he? He's a driving instructor for this uh, driving school. Oh, shut the fuck up, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, my God, that's great. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, my like, God, he must have hella stories. I think he does. <laughs> uh, he barely he barely tells them to us, but I'm pretty sure he has some like crazy ones. The patience that that boy has to like. Exactly. Well, yeah, like he already has pretty good patience. Like especially lately these days. Like I've talked to him a few times, and like I'm like, wow, you've really grown up. Yeah, he's definitely mellowed out. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, like I, you know, I think about like a lot of people in the band too. Like everybody everybody in Seventh Street is literally, like, a gigging musician, except for, like, very, very few of us. Yeah. So, everyone's kind of screwed on that end, like, Sam and Brittany and Lydia, like, it's rough. So, I'm hoping, like, I'm hoping everybody's doing these online, these online uh, music classes, and, like, with all the kids out of school, hopefully parents are with the shits about doing things over the, over their Zoom. Yeah, I mean, it's, so I don't I don't know why they wouldn't want their kids to do it because it's like they're gonna be home all day. Might as well keep them busy. Like yeah. you already pay for this like on the regular, and yeah. most of them that can afford lessons also have like a fucking regular nine to five with paid leave. With paid leave, and they can yeah. also work, and they can also work from home. Yeah, so I'm just like I don't know why you guys don't want to continue lessons. Yeah, it's understandable if you're teaching a kid and the mom is like, oh, my job was impacted, I don't get paid leave. And you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, that's one thing. But if it's like, you know, a lot of kids who do get music lessons are kind of like on the privileged side of things. So like, yeah, it should be fine. That face. I know. Anywho, I need to get off and edit now. But thank you. Thank you so much for uh, joining me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be a stranger. For sure. <laughs> All right, be safe. See ya. You too. Bye. Bye.